Jessica Price-Jones, thank you very much indeed for talking to Judge Business School podcast series today on Women in Leadership and 85 Broads. Just tell us a little bit about your career and how you got to be CEO of iOpener. I started my career in the city, and that was back in the 80s when Mrs Thatcher was Prime Minister. And I absolutely knew that I was one of those women who could have it all, and I've spent my entire life trying to do just that. What about tips for women of today, then? Because it's very much women who are graduating from business schools like the judge are going into an economic environment that is tough. Do you see their glass as being half empty or half full? I'm a huge optimist, and so I always think that downturn brings its own opportunities. And I think that women are particularly well-situated for that. We really know about how to do service. We really know about keeping clients happy. And that's an enormous strength that, that women bring in the first place. And I think in the second, women are hugely creative. And you put a few together... Um, you'll get an an immense unleashing of power and capability and ideas. So I think this downturn could bring about some really successful new businesses for women. So don't worry too much if you send off your CV, you hear companies in the city are laying off people and you don't get a reply. I'd send my CV again. And I think the other thing to tell women right now is read the Financial Times as if you're looking for a job because lots of people are putting a job let's face it, into the FT, costs money. But when you read that a new office is opening or a new position is coming along, that you can read as a job advert. Who put, whose name is there? And send your CV to them. Ring them up, bang on the door and shout, I'm here. You yourself have set up an all-female management team. Why? They were the best of the bunch. And so, I mean, I like to work with people who are good. And it just happened that they were women. It's, it's not for lack of looking for men. We had two men who wanted to join us, but actually they weren't going to be appropriate for us. And so uh, we, didn't, we didn't pursue that one. Was it gimmicky or is it gimmicky? Or do you think you get real uh, revolution in all women management teams? People in, in the panel today were relating the economic crisis. If we'd had women in the boardroom, would it have been as bad? Did the men just gazump and go for it? Would the women have been a moderating influence? Do you think any of those questions lead anywhere in terms of better management of business? For me, management is about trying to do the right thing in the right place at the right time with the right resource, regardless of gender. So on our management team, we've got someone who's a a, a banker, ex-CEO, a chunk of Royal Bank of Scotland, someone who's come out of education, and then there's me with my background, uh, which is slightly hodgepodge. But I think it's, it's the mix and the understanding of you know, what client needs are and how to remain agile. And I do think that women are very good at the agility bit. They're good at the agility bit. But, but are they good at sticking in there for the long term? It gets hard, doesn't it? You know, we heard someone say on the panel she was burned out, so she's now running her own business without employing anybody in writing. <laughs> you know, it, it's yeah. tough and keeping it going with the family. Are there good things to do and bad things to do as a woman in business trying to keep your career going? I think that one of the key things as a woman, for me, is about recognising where my energy comes from and what, what adds to it and what diminishes it. And you know, I'm trying to look after th- my three children and um, be a good partner and run a business and be a good employer and, and look after myself in all of this. I'm, I'm writing a book as well, so <laughs> hours in the day are very short for me. 
what I need to, what I need to do to, to um, maintain my glasses totally full is take the time for me. And I think it doesn't have to be a lot of time. It can be five minutes of going for a quick walk. Uh, it can be reading a book. It can be soaking in a lovely bath. It doesn't need to be a lot, but I do need to have those things which I know are replenishing for me. You also talked, and I've heard other women talk as well, and indeed biographers, uh, Margaret Thatcher, uh, Brenda Maddox, the f- feminist biographer, put her success down to Dennis. But, but you did say that your life partner makes a difference to your career as a woman, and I, I suppose mm. vice versa. Yes, I mean, I, I think if I hadn't had a supportive partner helping me, it would have been much tougher. He's, whenever I've said, right, no, I want to quit my job because I hate my boss... He said, go for it. Whenever, when I said, I want to invest a lot of money starting a business, he said, go for it. When I said, I want to take six months off, he's been hugely supportive of whatever it is that I've wanted to do. And you know, this morning, he got up and made me porridge and coffee before I set off at 6.30 in the morning. So uh, having someone who can see what it is that you need, and I hope that I see a little bit of what he needs, uh, it's... I'd say it's essential in, in running your own business. We've dealt with the personal and also the corporate level, but then what, what about if you come to the country or global level? How much does equality legislation, in a way, make a difference? So that you, We've talked about flexible working. Indeed, you and others did as well. So does it make a difference to have that kind of legislative drive for equality in the workplace too? I'm sure that legislation helps, but I think that culture has a bigger uh, impact, and, and that's a longer... It's a slower burn. For example, I was doing some work in Dubai and working with a woman who's a CEO of an investment bank that she started in real estate business. She needs to get permission to leave the country from her husband to go on a business trip. And when she goes to the airport, the first document that she has to show is the hus- her husband's permit to travel. And she was saying, you know, imagine how humiliating that this is for me. So that's not going to change fast in that particular culture. Uh, so you know, I think that cultural um, sensibilities and difficulties are a bigger hurdle. But positive discrimination like Britain's Equalities Act or some that you've got in Europe can, will facilitate that change? I hope so. I'd, I, although I personally would never feel I wanted a seat at the table because I was a token woman. Uh, I've been in that situation and it's very uncomfortable uh, it's, it's, I want to be there because I'm good and I deserve to be there, not because somebody said you take a box. What about the F word, feminism? Do you think that helps women stand up for one another, perhaps in workplaces where there aren't a lot of women? That makes a big difference, doesn't it? You know, if you're in there alone and, and it's only the blokes, you know, um, and the blokes all talk to one, a, to one another, you know, informally in various situations. But, but women, women won't then be able to develop that informal network. So perhaps saying, I'm a feminist or I belong to the 85 Broads network helps. I'm a huge feminist. I'm a big feminist because, if, if, for me, feminism is about uh, equal pay, uh, equal opportunities, uh, equal uh, seat at the table. You know, it's it's for me that's what feminism is. It's, it's it's nothing more, nothing less. And I think that for me, I really want that for my daughter. I haven't achieved it for myself, and I think we're part of a deluded generation <laughs> thinking that it was. I didn't realise that it wasn't equal, actually, until I went into my first boardroom uh, and uh, was spoken to as if I was a secretary when I, in fact, was not. Um, <laughs> my boss was fantastic, actually. He said, don't make them a cup of coffee. I'll make the coffee for you.
And, and just finally, that's a good story. One of the things I noted was how many women, from Janet Hansen to yourself to others, when they were talking about their careers, had overcome failure and tough times by just not taking that failure very seriously. So you, you did very well in a financial setting doing political risk, mm-hmm. and then you said you weren't really very numerous. And, and I think I would have wanted you know, the floor to open up and engulf me if my boss had come and asked some questions on numeracy when I was having to make notes. But, but actually, it's been a current theme throughout today, hasn't it? That, the, that they just women here haven't worried about so-called inadequacies. No, I never thought about what I couldn't do. I always thought about what I could do. And for me, having an intrinsic understanding of I know that this is the right thing has been one of the most important um, elements, I guess. It's a, it's a gut thing. I'm, I'm a big believer in my guts. Jess, thank you very much indeed for talking to uh, uh, the Cambridge Women in Leadership series today at Judge Business School. I've enjoyed it very much. Thank you.